Hi, thanks for joining us for this week's podcast. My name's Tim Carter. I'm here with Ian Rose and Julie Shimizu. We begin today by thinking about how the greatness and power of God are such a contrast to our weakness. And yet this God sent his son to be our saviour as a helpless and vulnerable baby. So thank you, God, that you meet us where we are. Help us to be honest with ourselves and with you about our own weaknesses and vulnerabilities so that we can be open to receive more of your strength, your peace and your love. Amen. Let's listen to the hymn, In Christ Alone.
Let's pray. Loving God, all-sufficient one, thank you that your power is made perfect in our weakness. We adore you, Lord of all. We worship you, Lord Jesus Christ, holy and anointed one. You laid your life down that we might live. We adore you, Lord of all. We welcome your authority and influence in our lives, Holy Spirit. You intercede for us when we have no strength. You are with us and guide us in our weakness. We adore you, Lord of all. Father, Son and Holy Spirit are worthy of all our praise. We adore you, Lord of all. Amen. We now turn to our Bible reading, and it's coming from the first book of Peter, chapter 1 and verses 22, running through to chapter 2 and verse 11. And it goes like this. Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for one another, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy.
Can I lead you in prayer? We bow before you, O God, and we confess that sometimes we have allowed our fears to occupy our minds and dominate our lives. We're sorry for that, and, and we lay everything at your feet. We're sorry that we overcomplicate everything. Help us to learn how to be still and know that you are God. Help us to seek simplicity, to slow down and not to hurry, to require nothing more than what you give so that we can be complete in your presence. Lord Jesus Christ, you died and rose again that we might be released from all the worldly things that weigh us down and hold us back. Thank you that we are forgiven, that our chains are gone, that we've been set free to serve you once again. You are our all-sufficient Lord. We give you thanks and praise that you are all we need. You are enough. Thank you that you love us so much. You provide everything we need for the journey of life. Thank you that your power is made perfect in our weakness. And Lord, there are so many situations in our troubled world that need your hand upon them. We pray for areas affected by natural disasters, that your order might be restored, that your compassion might rule. We pray for people who are disabled, who struggle with the tasks of everyday living, that they will receive the help and encouragement they need. We pray for people with illnesses, seen and unseen, for those who suffer in ways we cannot begin to understand, for those who don't know your love and power in their lives. We place them in your hands and entrust them to your grace and love and mercy. Release your spirit in them, we pray. All-sufficient God, you know our every need. Thank you that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, your ways higher than our ways. Thank you that when we come to you empty, your arms reach out to embrace us. Thank you that your power is made perfect in our weakness. Amen.
If you've ever studied sociology, odds are you will have heard about anomie. It's a term coined by Emil Durkheim to describe what happens when the norms and values that characterise a society disappear and people are left feeling disconnected, as if they don't belong any longer, as if they don't count for anything anymore. I guess a lot of people will have experienced some degree of anomie over the past 18 months, even if they don't know what word they would use to describe their feelings. And I suspect that for many of us, church gave a sense of order and structure to our weeks. It was a place where we fitted in, where we knew we were valued and where we enjoyed working alongside others as part of a team. So even if our faith as Christians has stayed strong, that lack of involvement with others might have diminished us as people. And if that's been our experience simply because we haven't been able to be involved in church life, think of how traumatic the experience must be for those who've lost their jobs or their families over this past period. It can feel as if the strands holding our identity in place have snapped and there's nothing we can do to stop ourselves sliding downwards. Peter was writing his first letter to people who found they no longer fitted into society because of their faith. They'd changed. And because they no longer endorsed the values and norms of the communities to which they belonged, they found themselves increasingly sidelined and excluded, pushed onto the margins, treated as outsiders. That experience of rejection left some of them feeling worthless. They experienced anomie. Peter responds by citing a verse from Psalm 118 about a stone that was initially cast aside as worthless by some builders, only for it to end up occupying a crucial position in the completed structure. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, it says. That verse applies to Christ. Now your value doesn't depend on how other people treat you. The Christ whom they reject is chosen and precious in God's sight, and if you believe in him, you will never be put to shame, Peter says. Other people may despise you, but God will honour you if you make Christ the cornerstone of your life. The bottom line is that you matter because you matter to God. However your feelings about yourself might have changed over the past 18 months, however much confidence you may have lost, however much you feel your faith has been eroded, God's opinion of you has not shifted one iota. He still loves you, still treasures you, still values you. He gave his son for you to redeem you. And he still thinks you are worth that sacrifice. You still belong to him. So how can you begin to connect again? Peter puts quite a bit of emphasis on praising and thanking God in this passage. To paraphrase 1 Peter 2 verse 9, God has chosen you, your royalty in his sight, you have privileged access into his presence, you belong exclusively to him, you are his treasured possession. And all that is followed by a so that, so that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The danger of feeling rubbish about ourselves is not just that it's difficult to find anything to celebrate in our own lives. We, we can't see anything good in anyone else either. Now is the time to base your self-esteem on God's opinion of you. He loves you to bits. Can you thank him for doing that? Doing so may open the door just enough to let a chink of his light shine into your heart. And if that happens, thank him some more and then pass that love on to somebody else. Who else can you share God's love with this week? 
How can you begin to connect with someone else in a positive way and reassure them that they belong to God, they matter to God, they matter to you as well? But if there's one thing to take away this morning, remember this, this is really important. Whatever's changed for you after the past 18 months, your place in God's heart has not changed and it never, ever will.
And now may today be the beginning of the future for you. May your faith be the beginning of eternity for you. May the way be all the steps that led you here. And may love be the guide that takes you further. May the God of the past and the present and the future be the God of your today and tomorrow and yesterday. And may you look back to this point in time and know God has been here and leads you on.